Hey, Dream Builders, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and today I have an amazing guest as usual. Janet White is a registered nurse, a coach, and the founder of Bliss Beyond the Buzz. Her thing is all about helping women to live their best life alcohol-free, and it's never too late to start. She talks all about how she gave up alcohol and how it changed her life, and she is ready to help others to empower themselves to live alcohol-free lives as well. Please welcome Janet White right after the break. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high-achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome, Janet. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Emily. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about this project, this Bliss Beyond the Buzz. Where did it start? Like what made you take this on as a project? Oh, so honestly, it's been kind of a lot of self-development. My story kind of includes um, too many years in a toxic, abusive relationship. Um, And then a lot of, I had a bout with cancer. I had a couple really hard deaths that I had to deal with my mom at age 59 and then my sister at age 50. So I think all those shaped me and moved me towards, I had been drinking quite a bit, trying to cope with all the things that had happened to me. And when I finally made the decision to get off the alcohol, it opened up a whole new uh, world for me, basically. It's like, what do I want to do when I grow up? All this stressful, high, uh, intense jobs that I was working. Is that what I want? Is that what I'm after? And what I realized is I just want to live a happy, peaceful, healthy life. So I completely changed my life. And I think I think maybe that's my purpose. I want to share that with others. For so many years, I put myself last. Uh, everybody around me got the best. And I think, you know, life, we only get one life, Amy Lee. It's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta live it and enjoy what you do. So that's, that's what I did. I think that's so important that you mentioned that, right? Like doing things for other people. I think that people pleasing is such it's such a pandemic, if I could use the word, because it's really important that we understand how powerful of, of a detriment that is to us and our character and in our lives. When we're spending our lives worried about what other people think or worried about what people will do if we make certain decisions, it's it's really crippling. And, you know, I think that a lot of times the the critics that we think are judging us are really only in our head. But because of the conditioning we've gone through, because of the narcissistic abuse or the emotional abuse or the immature, you know, immature parents or what have you, we're programmed with all of this stuff that it feels like it's truth, even though it's not. And so I think that's really kind of a big thing is like, 
you know, there's this expectation that everybody should want to be a millionaire and everybody should want to have the dream. And like the dream for some people is like, let me sit on my couch, you know, with a fuzzy blanket and a stack of books and some soup. Like some, for some people, that is the dream. And, and I think that sometimes we poo poo that not, not purposely, um, but we do. And, and then people are looking for this artificial high for lack of a better word, but this dopamine hit. Right. And that's where we get into trouble. Cause it's like, we're not content to just be in the moment. Right. So like, we're not content to just exist that mindfulness piece is lost because we're, you know, we're, we're regretful and sad about the past. We're anxious and nervous about the future, but that doesn't leave any room for being in the now. And I think, you know, I mean, thank goodness I've never had substance abuse problems, but I do know occasions where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wish I had a glass of wine. Like I just, like I, if I could just numb out, if I could just get out of being alive for this, cause that's, at least for me, you know, I, I've, I've never been a person who's had ideations in any way. I mean, of course, every once in a while, you're like, oh my God, I just want to kill myself. But I've never had that. But what I have had is I don't want to take myself out indefinitely, but I want to be out right now. <laughs> and I don't so, want to feel this pain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or I just don't want to feel anything. Right. right. Like I just want to be in a place where I'm just completely, especially I feel like, I feel like that a lot when I have the stomach bug, when I have the stomach bug, I'm like, I don't even want to be in my body. Like, can I just skip this? Can I take my consciousness somewhere else? You know, there's this idea of like just vacating the body. And I think what you're saying, you know, if I, if correct me if I'm wrong, is that being able to find that bliss in the mindfulness, in that, you know, that present moment is where your power is, right? Yes. I tell you, it, it, I think what, um, I think what some of the things that I learned through this experience is when you medicate and when you use, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's food or alcohol or any other substance, work, workaholism, busyness, whatever it is that you're using to, to stay, you know, in the, in the future, in the past, wherever you are, you, you don't even deal with the things as they come. So when I quit drinking, I realized that, wow, I had a lot of unprocessed grief. I had a lot of unprocessed and those raw emotions. I, I I mean, it was tough because I just wanted to get rid of that feeling. I wanted to numb. I wanted to medicate. I wanted to, you know, not feel what I was feeling, but you realize on the other side, when you get through that and you actually deal with things, like you said, in the moment, my grandbaby came along and, and that was probably my wake up call or my what, you know, I want to live. I want to be around. I don't want to die young like my family members. I want to be here to watch them grow up and watching, watching her and saying, you know what, what, what I'm doing is not healthy. I mean, now I wasn't an alcoholic. I never got a DUI, never had any financial issues, but our society promotes alcohol as the cure-all. I mean, if you don't drink, Amy Lee, it's like, what is wrong with you? Because everybody drinks and every social event has alcohol and it's so normalized and it's so promoted. As a matter of fact, women today, you know, our mommy juice, our five o'clock somewhere, our cosmopolitans, we are being targeted and our liver, liver disease is rising in 
un, you know, unfathomable amounts. So it's, it's like, even though I didn't drink any more than anybody else, I realized, you know, a couple glasses of wine, two or three glasses added up every single night. The next thing you know, my weight was up. My, I wasn't feeling motivated to exercise. I mean, you can't drive anywhere. I mean, what, what, what am I doing here? I'm wasting large chunks of life um, medicating. And when I finally got through the raw emotions, I said, man, that was tough because society was pushing me to drink, just like I pushed people for years. I was a great drink pusher. You know, I wanted everybody around me to have fun. I wanted everybody, oh, I'll fill up your glass. You know, I wanted everybody to drink because that's what we do. But now I look back and I say, oh my goodness, all the things I really miss. There are so many benefits now. I sleep better. I, you know, I don't wake up at three o'clock in the morning dehydrated. <laughs> you know, I'm on a fitness program. My BMI is within normal limits because I prep food instead of ordering the pizza after the glass of wine. You know, I mean, it's not just the empty calories and alcohol. It's it's the whole decision making. It's how you feel. I had this mild chronic level of fatigue every day that I thought it was because I was in my 50s. Well, that's why I'm getting older. No way. It was because I I was, you know, drinking and not sleeping well and not making good food choices and not moving my body like I needed to. So when I got that out of the way, it was like, wow, now what? Now what do I do? And I started looking. I think the pandemic really, I know it changed a lot of people's lives. It definitely changed mine. I lost my my job. And it was like the time to say, what do you want to do, Janet? Do you want to go back into that stressful, you know, job? Do you want, I mean, yeah, the money's great. The benefits are great, but is that really what you want? Just work, 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 live for the weekends, live for your holidays. And I had to tell myself, no, I want to spend time with my grandbabies. I want to do things with my family. I want to share, you know, my newfound happiness. <laughs> I want to, I want to live a my life and stay in the present and be mindful and live healthy. Um, so it, it was a big adjustment because I miss my discretionary income. I miss it. <laughs> um, but the benefits of the peace and being willing to, you know, have that pause in life. It's a tough one. It's a tough one because our society doesn't look, look favorably at it. That's absolutely true. It doesn't look favorably at it. And it almost kind of looks at it with disdain a little bit, yeah. right? Like, it's like, oh, you know, you're one of those goody two shoes. Like when I, I mean, you know, I, I full disclosure, I'm not a Christian, but I know a lot of people who are, and I've seen the tide turn in this country where any kind of a commitment to religion or faith or anything is kind of seen as like hokey, you know, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like farty, like, oh, you know, that's so dorky, if it, if you will. And and any kind of embracing of a whole wholesome, holistic lifestyle is seen as like, you know, like uh, what I'm, I'm losing the words here, but like hippie, you know, like all these things, like any kind of holistic. So you've got like on one extreme, like super religious and God-based. No, that's stupid. And then you've got, holistic and very nature-based well that's ridiculous and crazy but that middle of the road place of like listen to the government do what the government says listen watch hollywood and it's like do all the things and it's like that's that's the mainstream acceptability and anything outside of that you're just a pariah you know sure. and and i think we now maybe because of the pandemic maybe because of awakening 
on extreme levels, we're seeing people who are like, yeah, you don't get to put me in that box anymore. Right. And we'll go start our own community and we'll start. I mean, you look at TikTok is a great example, right? Like those people are like, we're not celebrities. We're not, you know, we're creators in our own right. We're going to create a community that is community led as opposed to these people telling us you get to have an audience. You know what I mean? And bringing that back to what you're saying, I think that this idea of living life on your own terms, it's scary because people will reject you. If yes. you're not following what everybody, oh, you, oh, you don't drink. Oh, that's right. She doesn't drink. Never mind. Just get her a Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's a, it's, it's a beverage. You know, I personally, I think beer tastes like warm piss. I mean, I don't know what warm <laughs> piss tastes like, but I have a feeling that that's what it would taste like. And people are like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna have a couple of beer. I'm like, I can't imagine just pouring. I can have a hard enough time getting myself to drink water. I can't imagine pouring epic amounts of liquid into my body of any kind. And there's these people that throw back like 20 beers, but you don't see me being like, wow, look at him. You know, it's like, hey, if, if you like the taste of warm piss, go for it. You know, like if that's your thing, that's fine. Um, and I say that kiddingly, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it's really hard to make choices that are di di that are dissonant to what you've done before right. because there is so much judgment and it takes you right back to that people pleasing, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to do it. Everybody, you know, I don't want to do different than what everybody else is doing because now I'm suddenly going to be judged for that. I think, I think, you know, it's, it's just what you said, the middle and what the expectations are. You go to school, you're supposed to get a college degree. You're supposed to earn X amount of dollars. You're supposed to have a nice house, this, 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 you know, all the status things. And, you know, I mean, I worked in healthcare as a healthcare a leader and, you know, had the big jobs, had the stressful jobs, had the big house, all the things. And to step away from that and to do something completely different is, is really challenging in, in that people, as you say, don't quite understand, don't get me, <laughs> don't know, know what I'm doing. You know, here she is, she was the party animal, having the big house parties, ha having all the alcohol, and now she's a teetotaler. What what happened here, you know? And and that's okay. We, I don't, I, most of my friends and family still drink. That's fine. I'm not, you know, that's, that's their choice. That's, I just, you know, for me, it's more about, being happy with who you are and being comfortable in your own skin. And that has taken me a long, long time. And I'm not never a hundred percent there. You know, you always worry about, you know, putting out this book has been a big, um, Oh my gosh, I'm on pins and needles waiting to see what people are going to say. At the end of the day, I told my story and I shared my journey and if it helps people, which some people who have read it have already said, oh, my gosh, this is huge. And I've got a system in there that I use to keep kind of keep myself on track with um, my healthy living. Maybe it'll work for them. You know, I'm no I'm no expert, but, you know, hey, we're out spreading positive news instead of the negative. I mean, there's so much negative out there. Hey, if you get on my sober Sundays on on Sunday morning and hear something positive and it makes you smile or it gives you a, a good vibe for the day, I've done a good job. You know, it that's that's it. And but it is that whole people pleasing, that whole I'm going against the grain, I'm not accepted. You know, what if people don't like me? What if people think this? And it's exactly that what's in your head 
And that negative thought, I said for years, I was the biggest Janet hater. You know, I had I had heard it from my toxic ex and then I kept that that voice in my head. You know, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not all those things over and over. And I believed those stories. I believed I had the fat gene. My whole family was overweight. I, I was just doomed. I believed I wasn't coordinated. I couldn't exercise. You know, whatever these stories we are, are that we tell ourselves, we believe them. And even if they're old stories that we've proven aren't true, unless we consciously change those stories in our head and to ourselves, we're going to keep being limited by them instead of embracing the truth or then making the new truth, learning from that. You know, why are we letting other people have so much power in our lives? You know, someone says you're not a good singer and so you never sing again. Someone says you're this and you don't do it, even though you love it. What? Well, why are we letting them have that power? OK, Janet, you're not a good speaker. You shouldn't be on podcast. Guess what? I'm going to do what I want to do. If you you know, we all have choices. Well, I happen to think you're a great speaker, so <laughs> they can they can come see me if that's how they feel. So tell me a little bit about this book. Um, this just came out. Tell us kind of what it's about. You alluded to it a little. I want more details, though. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of raw. It, it, it kind of goes through my um, experience with my abusive ex. It talks about my alcohol journey. It walks through my painful cancer journey, the deaths of my mom, my sister. So kind of a little bit of a life story kind of journey. And then it shares with with the readers, what I'm doing today, how I've changed my life and what it's done for me. I have a, one one chapter in there about alcohol and how to get off the alcohol, 101 things to do instead of drink. I mean, tips and, uh, you know, things like that. But I also worked on this, um, you know, nothing new under the sun. This is not any proprietary information, but seven things that I kind of worked on that helped me. And it's a, it's a, um, uh, it's a what it's called pre-cans. That's a silly title, but it's a you know just a mnemonic to help us remember it. P is for purpose or um, passion. So what do you have? You know, look at your values. What do you want out of life? R is for rest and recovery. We don't you know we don't promote that. Athletes know it. Other people know it, but we <laughs> we we in our society don't take the time. Exercise, connection. Um, alcohol free, of course, nutrition and sleep. And those foundations, Amy Lee, I find that that makes my life good or bad. And that, and it's every, not every day. Some days I kind of rate myself. Some days I'm a, a two on the sleep because I stayed up for a concert the night before. Some days I ordered the pizza and ate the cake. I mean, you know, whatever. But taking a look at those fundamental things in your life, you say, I feel better. When I get good sleep, when I eat good, when I exercise, when I'm not drinking, when I'm connected and when I'm doing what I love and what what, you know, what my passion is. So I think other people can probably use that as a tool or at least relate to it and, uh, you know, challenge themselves to, to live that life. Absolutely. And you have so you actually have an Instagram as well, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. where people can go and learn more about you. And you also have a Facebook page. 
Yeah, my Facebook page, I do a um, every Sunday at 8 a.m. That's Eastern time. I get on and go live and you never know what I'm going to talk about. And I have uh, a guest once a month who comes in, to, you know, last uh, last week we had somebody who talked about she was a holistic um, uh, functional nutritionist. And she, you know, so uh, and and I just, you know, get on and, and share wisdom and, and knowledge and my struggles, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. It's, uh, but I really, I love sharing. And I think that, I think connecting with people like you who are out promoting the positive things in life and trying to help people make a better life. I guess one of the things that is just so, such a struggle for me is I watched my mom and my sister, they both worked and lived their lives hoping and looking forward to the day that they would be retired and neither one of them lived to see it. Emily, we can't just wait for some futuristic, you know, and just live for a weekend or live for a two week vacation. This is it. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is this is what we have. And we need to be doing things that we love and we need to be making those connections and spending time with family and doing the things that are important to you, whatever they are. If it's sitting on the couch, <laughs> you know, like you said, eating soup, bring books, do it. That's, you know, so. I think that's my kind of my my message. And what a beautiful message it is. I'm just so enamored with your story and everything you bring and your energy. And it's just so great to have you here on the show. You guys check out all of her details. Check out her Instagram. Check out her her sober Sundays. That sounds super awesome. I don't know that I'll ever be up that early with, <laughs> with five little kids, but we'll see. Um, and of course, her book that just came out, which is awesome. You want to hold that up so they can see what it looks like? Yes, there's Yay. my. Can you see it? Yeah, maybe. There. Oh yeah. Is. Yep. There you go. Oh wait. Put it kind of like in your in front of your face a little bit. Not too close. <laughs> it's all right. We can anyway, see it. Bliss beyond the buzz. I love it. Yeah. Finding That's bliss beyond the buzz, and I mean that to me is what it is. It's you know instead of the medicating, instead of the you know looking for the fix. And again, it doesn't have to be a substance. It can be you know workaholic. It can be anything that we use to stay out of the present moment. Absolutely. Um, I know. I mean, I know I do it. I numb out all the time with my cell phone, with video games on my phone. I'm like, <laughs> the kids are being insane. I've just got to get away. I've got to go check my socials. So I totally, totally resonate with that. So thank you so much for being here, Janet. This has been amazing. You guys go follow her, go get into her world. She's awesome. So, so appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. So that'll do it for this week's episode of the Dream Design Podcast. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Oh.